right. Good evening, everyone. All right. A lot of smiley faces. About five of you guys. All right. Uh, welcome to our prayer service. We have some visitors, praise God, straight from um, the state of Washington, right? Oh, Chicago. Where did I hear that? From both Washington and, wow, okay, East Coast. <laughs> Great, all right, welcome. Um, we, um, okay, when we got out of there, we were in a series where we were trying to he- learn where we can hear God, when he- where He speaks. So we're done with that last week. I'm going to be starting a series on how we see God in prayer and what we get from Him in prayer. Uh, tonight, I entitled our message, The Peace of God in Prayer. Peace of God in Prayer. I know we've heard a lot of prayers tonight, about two. I'm going to add another one in that list since this is a prayer service. Um, please, we're going to be reading from Psalm and um, mostly. But let's say another word of prayer before we begin. Father, we thank you for the songs that you've given to us tonight. We pray for the singers, the instrumentalists that gave their time to practice and to perform, to prepare our hearts to meet you in this message that you have for us this evening. Father, we ask for your Holy Spirit. Open our hearts, humble it, Lord God, in order for us to receive your message for us tonight. Open our minds in order for us to comprehend and understand whatever it is that you are trying to tell us. And I pray, Lord God, for your anointing tonight. Anoint my lips. Speak through me to your people. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 So prayer, peace of God in prayer. Uh, We've been studying the uh, prayer, how to pray on Sundays for us in this church of ours. And um, we've learned plenty, I think. Well, at least for me, I've learned plenty on how to pray and what, why God asked us to pray. And the one important thing in prayer is that we get the peace of God because actually in prayer, we go in a place, whether it's in your room or in your car, you get into that place, that moment that you are spending time with the Almighty. And that alone being in His presence should actually really give us peace. But how do we pray when we are sad? Like this, Pastor. <laughs> like that. No, no, not that. Like, you know, what I mean is, how do we pray? Like, do, 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 because sometimes when we're sad, we just don't want to. Right? We just want to close our doors and maybe sleep close the blinds, make it really dark, and make ourselves cry, right? Some of you will watch a teleseria that will really make you cry. Some of you will sing a sad song, listen to a sad song, and just carry on in your sorrowness, right? No time for prayer, Lord. You did this. We don't say that. But somehow in our hearts we're saying, I'm sad because you didn't respond to certain things that I prayed about. So what's the point of prayer? So how do, how do we pray when we're sad? If you even ask that question, fortunately, you're not the only one because God knew, so he spoke through this, 
the writers of Psalm, in Psalm 34, 18, it reads, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Isn't that amazing? That in, even in our broken hearts, God comes to us. He says here, He's near, He's close to you. In the time of your broken heart moment, whatever the heartache may be, a loss of a loved one, a breakup in a relationship, uh, you lost your job, a financial reversal, God's there. And shouldn't that bring you to prayer? But you know, sadly, I've noticed that when people come through sorrow, when they go through sorrow, they stop praying and they stop going to church altogether. It's just like when there's this one street. I don't know if you've been part of that one town where there's a street where there's many churches. And there's this street that had all those churches in one row. And they had squirrels. They had squirrels in their buildings. And it was a squirrel problem, a pest control problem. So the Presbyterian church called a meeting to decide what to do about the squirrel infestation. So if you know what a Presbyterian is, they went through prayer. They did a lot of prayer. They did a lot of meetings. And they concluded that the squirrels were predestined to be there. And they should not interfere with God's divine will. Now at the Baptist church, the deacons met you know, after two, three meetings, because, you know, if you know what the Baptist is, like us, there's meetings for meetings for meetings, right? They met, the deacons met, and decided to put a water slide, a water slide in the baptistry, so let the squirrels drown themselves. But then the squirrels, they liked the slide, and unfortunately, knew instinctively how to swim. So twice as many squirrels showed up the following week at the Baptist church, destroying the church altogether, plus their food that they left there for the, from their pot bless. <laughs> but the Catholic church, the Catholic church came up with a more creative strategy. They baptized all the squirrels and made them members of the church. Now the squirrels are only seen at Christmas and Easter. Aww. But there was a Jewish synagogue. There was a Jewish synagogue in the street. Now they took the first squirrel and circumcised him. They haven't seen any squirrel ever since. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point with the message? I don't know. <laughs> no, we find ways, sometimes we find ways based on our emotions to miss church to stop praying, and most of the time, the biggest reason is that our hearts are broken. And most of the time, we may admit it or not, we blame our broken hearts to God because we prayed for that promotion and we did not get it. We prayed for that bigger house and we did not get approved. We prayed for that better husband and we got the brother. Right? So we're just like... I'm done praying. I'm done praying. In Psalm 147.3, it reads, He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. He heals their brokenhearted. 
He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. See, when we are brokenhearted on when, or when we're sad, we're in sorrow, we're depressed, all the more we need to go to God, correct? All the more we need to go to God. And going to God really means, in prayer, really means we, know, we should know that we can trust Him. Trusting God is a big catalyst of prayer. Other than knowing God, because we all say, I know God. But you know what? He hasn't been answering my prayers. He actually has been answering your prayers. You just don't want to listen. Right? The answer was no. The answer was wait. The answer was, are you serious? <laughs> are you seriously asking for that? Psalm 56, 8, 9, and 10, You keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. I praise God for what He has promised. Yes, I praise the Lord for what He has promised. You can only praise God if you know that He is taking care of what you need, even if you don't think that is what you need. Even if you thought about a different way, you know, this is how you're supposed to answer my prayer. And then all of a sudden you could see and you could sense that He's probably answering my prayer in this manner, but I really don't like it this way. Now, there's that trusting there. There's that trusting there. Why can we trust God? Because even in our sorrows, He takes good care of it. He takes a special care of all our sadness. He not only counts it, He collects it. Now, this is a figurative, right? This is a figurative speech. But at the same time, I wouldn't doubt it if God was actually putting our tears in a bottle in heaven. I wouldn't even doubt it that he can actually know that he actually knows how many tears dropped from my eyes when Anna Lou broke my heart. <laughs> no, <laughs> she's gonna break my face later. <laughs> break my heart. Break my heart, huh? <laughs> No, but we have to trust God. We have to trust God that. If he is telling us all over the Bible that we can trust him, especially in our, in our, our sadness, shouldn't that bring us to prayer to speak to him? Shouldn't that bring us to prayer to say, Lord, I want to be in your presence right now. I don't understand what's going on with my life. I really don't. I just know that it's not turning out for good because I have this big, big hole in my heart. There's an empty space in my soul right now that only you could probably fill. But then we have to trust God that He's even listening to us in that moment. Proverbs 3, 5, 6 reads, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him and He will make your paths straight. Could it be that the sadness that we have is an exposure of something that we've, a sin that we've been holding on to in our lives. Could it be that we're sad because there's that sin that we just don't want to give up and God constantly is just bringing despair? You're not going to get it because you're constantly praying for this one specific thing. And, and, and even before you know it, it's actually your idol. It's an idol in your life. And God's a jealous God. Amen? 
God's a jealous God. And, and, and for some odd reason, we keep holding on to it and we're really forcing God. We think we can force his hand. Lord, only if you, you know, we're thinking about Jacob and him wrestling with God. We're thinking, ah, I just, just need another round with the Lord. I just need another round with the Lord. Because Jacob continued to wrestle with him. You know what happened to Jacob, right? Continuously wrestling with the Lord. God broke his hip. And then he forever limped all his life. Now there's a time and place for a real wrestling of our emotions and thoughts with the Lord. But there is also time for surrender. Because if you don't trust God, you will never surrender to God. A person that truly trusts in God surrenders and yields to Him, obeys Him. When we're praying about a certain thing and we're not really getting it, then maybe we should stop saying, Lord, please get me this. We should probably say, Lord, why are you not giving me this? Can you please tell me why am I not getting this? Then that's when maybe that's been the time when your covers are removed on your ears and that's when you can probably start talking to you. And then maybe, just maybe, at that time, your sadness will be gone because you have allowed God to fill that hole in your heart because really, it's really only God that can fill that void because you've misplaced that one person or that career or that relationship or what have you. You've replaced God with those things and God's saying, that's empty. That's empty. Remember the woman in the well, right? She continued to pursue a love relationship. She continued to pursue belonging, wanting to feel special, to be loved by other people, by other men. But truly, all she really needed is God. And when Jesus came to her, right? Remember? When Jesus came to her, if you drink from this water, you will never be thirsty again. Well, we need to trust God. We need to trust God in our prayer. Once we trust God and then we go into prayer despite our sadness, then we will have the peace of God. The peace of God. Psalm 62, 5, 8, it reads, Only God gives inward peace. Only God gives inward peace. And I depend on Him. God alone is the mighty rock that keeps me safe. And he is the fortress where I feel secure. God saves me and honors me. He is that mighty rock where I find safety. Trust God, my friends, and always tell him each one of your concerns. God is our place of safety. Now, we've been through a lot for the past two years as a, as a church and in the world. This whole COVID-19 and the lockdown, the isolation, the scare, uh, all the things that, oh, you're going to die. You don't wear a mask, you die. Or you don't get the vaccine, you die. You don't separate, you die. You don't listen to us, you die, right? It's, it's, we've been given all these death threats, if I may. And sadly, even us Christians, we've fallen into that trap to really be worried rather than running to God for peace. Now, we've taken, as a church, we've taken our precautions. We've succumbed to certain things. And then we decided to reopen before the government said to reopen. But that's on the physical realm. 
But we all know when the times when you have your certain trouble that you can't even, it's so deep and embarrassing, you can't even share it to your, your, your people at church, your loved ones, because you're just thinking this is too much for me to share. And God reminds us in this psalm that you have to go to Him because only through Him can you really get inward peace. What's inward peace? A, a, internal, true peace. Because we can act, right? How are you? Fine, fine. Feelings I can't never share, <laughs> right? Fine is the response of somebody that just, it's a knee-jerk reaction. They're really not fine sometimes. We're really not fine at times, but it's just the right response. But only God gives us inward peace. And the times that we don't depend on Him and we depend on someone else or something else for peace, that's when everything crumbles. And sadly, us Christians, even us Christians, we don't go to God. We don't go to prayer. And most of the time, we actually, this is what we do. We run away from God. We run away from God. We run away from church. We run away from people that are trying to, God's people that we know that, oh, I don't want them to judge me. That's one thing. The second thing is, I don't want to stumble them. That's second. Right? It's... It, 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 the, the lie of the enemy, self-preservation, becomes more important than, than humility. Because God said in His Word in James, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So us Christians, there's no point of, of taking a stand saying, I can do this alone. No. When you're especially going through something that you can't even bring yourself to prayer, all the more you need to run to God's church. Run to God's people. Ask for help. This is why we open still on Wednesdays for prayer meetings. This is why we still have this. Because there are certain people that we see here that we don't see on Sundays. Right? Don't point to each other. <laughs> right? But because sometimes work, work schedule prevents us from coming to church on Sunday. But there are times where there are some days where, what, you can't go to the pastor and say, can you please pray for me and my wife? They should. But sometimes Sunday is just too busy, too fast, right? So you have to go to God. He is that mighty rock where we find safety. In prayer, being in the presence of God alone should give us peace. Remember in Philippians 4, 6, 7, do not worry about anything, but in everything through prayer, and supplication with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of the Lord. What is peace? Peace is having that one well-built home in, in the middle of a storm. And everything else outside that house is in shambles. But you're securely warm. You know, you're drinking your coffee, looking at the thunderstorm going through. You're like, wow, lakas ng bagyo. And you're drinking. And you're just fine. You're okay because you know you, you got your house built on, on a rock, solid foundation. You just changed your windows. Roof just, you, you just changed your roof last month. And you're like, best money's ever spent. Best money spent. You have peace. That's the peace of God. The peace of God doesn't tell us that the storm goes away. The peace of God tells us that you're in great hands despite the thunderstorms in your life. But we can only have that, not with a house, but only through God in 
prayer. And we've been discussing what prayer is, right? Prayer is just not asking for things. Prayer is being in the presence of the holy, mighty, powerful, loving God. So let me ask you, did you have that moment today? Did you have that moment in prayer, that moment with God, just saying, when you stopped, you dropped everything, you shut down your phone, you said, Lord, I just want to be with you right now. Hopefully you didn't do it while you were changing some you know, some blood there, Tita Atileya, you know, while you were like in the middle of changing the Lord, I just want <laughs> Hopefully you do it at your own time, right? Or when you're driving in the freeway and you stop in the middle, you say, oh, I just want. <laughs> Hopefully you did it at the parking lot, right? But we have to bring ourselves to that moment. So I, I'm really trying to emphasize and redefining, or not redefining, but really telling us what prayer really is. Yes, in prayer, that's when we ask for things. But prayer is really spending time with the Almighty. Amen? And when we do that, we will have peace with Him, despite our sadness and our troubles. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you very much for your patience. That is our message tonight. As the music team make their way up here, I'm going to be closing us in prayer. Thank you very much for your patience. Church, God doesn't always answer our prayers the way we want to. But prayer, when we pray, we are always in His presence. And being in God's presence alone should give us peace despite our troubles. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank You for Your goodness, Your kindness your mercy and your grace to us. We thank you that we can trust you because whatever you have said and, and made in, the, in your word, all the promises there, Father, you know, we know that you are true to your word and we can count on you 100%. So we ask, Father, we ask that all our heartbreaks and our heartaches, Father God, we leave them up to you. We throw them over to you, Lord God. There's nothing that we can do about it, Lord. But only you, Father God, can solve those things. And we pray, Father God, that your promise that once we come to you, we will have peace. We rely on that when we count on it. I pray for my brothers and my sisters who are hurting. I pray, Lord God, that you heal them. I pray for any broken relationships, Lord God. Please, Lord God, restore them. I pray for healing physically, Lord God, healing spiritually. And I pray, Father God, for your, your, your guidance for us. Give us the wisdom. Father, if there is any sin that we're still holding on to, I pray that you will give us the courage and the love for you, Father God, in order for us to move in obedience to you. Father, we pray for the rest of the evening. May you find us pleasing. And Father, hear our prayers. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all the Lord's people said, Amen. 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 Thank you. Let's all rise for the closing.